Hello, everyone. Welcome to my podcast. Richard, come on. What are you doing? This is not... Oh, my gosh. This is not a podcast, okay? If anyone's listening right now, this is not a freaking podcast. Can we just get that out of the way here before we begin, okay? I don't know what this this other Richard is trying to trying to claim here by saying this is a podcast, but this is not a podcast. Not even close. We will not be doing anything podcast related here. I will be talking into the mic, explaining stuff to you, trying to figure out life, okay? It's as simple as that. I'm talking, explaining life, trying to figure it out. Let's begin, okay? Jeez. Enough with the intros. Welcome to episode three of This Is Not A Podcast. I'm your host, Richard. I want to talk about episode two really fast. If you gave it a listen, I could have done it better justice. Or I could have, is that the right phrase? I could have worded it better. I don't think I did a bad job, but I didn't exactly say say what I wanted to or say how I wanted to say it. And the reason behind that is because I'm still unsure on how I wanted to say it, but it didn't feel complete to me. I could have done done it better, but the thing is, I'm making an episode a week, and realistically, I only have two days, which are my off days, to write and then produce it, because I do work a full-time job. I'm not making excuses here, I'm just saying not every episode I put out is going to be as articulate and clear as I want it to be, and I think that's that's okay just a little frustrating. So today I'm talking about doing a job that you don't necessarily love. It might be a job that you hate at the moment, but those types of jobs provide a tremendous amount of value. I'm not advocating searching for jobs you don't like or jobs that put you in a a bad place mentally, but jobs that make you feel uncomfortable are probably the jobs that you have to do. That's how you grow. Growth is in that uncomfortableness. And that's where I'm headed today. It was winter break. The morning air smelled like a fresh bakery. We never figured out why that was. My sister and I were getting up at 6 a.m. to go to work with our dad. Getting out of bed in the middle of winter was one of the hardest things my eight-year-old self had to do. My sister and I didn't like it, but we had no choice. Mom was working my parents never hired a babysitter. They always figured out how to make it work. I do remember going to a babysitter once before, but after that one time, it never happened again. It was time to jam ourselves into my dad's two-seater van, using a bucket as a third seat. My sister and I fought for who would get to sit where. My sister is older by a year and a half. She would use that as a reason why she would get the shotgun every time. I would never get shotgun up until 17 and we both had, (laughs) we both started driving already. (laughs) I still despise her for that. My dad had one of those white vans that every man who does construction has. He finally got rid of that van a couple of years ago, but man, that thing was probably older than me. I dreaded going to work with my dad, not because I didn't like my dad, but I didn't like doing the job. He was a maintenance manager at a condominium. There were about 11 buildings, and they were all disgusting. During winter, the salt caked every part of the hallways and back rooms. My father didn't allow us to 
do nothing. It was time to clean. Or pass out newspapers in a painter's bucket. That shit was heavy. I don't think you realize. My sister and I were around 8 or 10 years old time. Again, this wasn't a job for kids. There were so many hallways and buildings that just thinking about it made me angry and ready to go home. The hardest part of the job was unlocking the doors that somehow became stuck in the cold weather. I mean, now that I think about it, it was Illinois and it was cold. I mean, no wonder the locks got stuck every time. But even in the summer, I could have I could have sworn they got stuck too. Maybe they were just bad. Or maybe I was just too young to understand how to open up a door. That would explain a lot. There were close to 60 front and back rooms. It's been a while, so my math might be a bit off. I just know it was a lot for kids to do. That's that's the point. My sister and I would fight with one another to decide who does what. Most of the time, my dad would just vacuum while my sister and I mopped slash dusted. Or passed out newspapers, but again, that shit was heavy. I was talking to my sister a couple years ago, and we both agreed that the job was terrible. We definitely had no interest in it. We hated every moment of it, but we wouldn't have had it any other way. I don't think my dad realized how much of an impact that job had on us. We learned that there's a payoff to hard work. It taught us patience. It taught us resilience. But most of all, it taught us that your work is valued and that it pays to do a good job. See, my dad would always reward us. Usually it was with Taco Bell and hey, I wasn't complaining. That kept me coming back for more. And I'm not saying I had an addiction, but god damn, I love Taco Bell. I haven't had it in years, but man, do I miss that shit. As my sister and I grew older, we started working at the pool area. This was another job that we both hated. Most of the time, it was 90 degrees. We were sitting out in the sun, because, you know, there was no shade. We had this, now that I'm thinking about it, we had this this umbrella. But let me tell you how janky that umbrella was. If it got even slightly windy, that shit was a game over. So what are we doing wrapping them? We're going to wrap a towel around our heads. And we didn't really have a choice. And I'm, I'm a fair-skinned white dude. I was burning every day. So at this job, we would clean the pool, check people in, Make sure the pH and chlorine balance was was okay. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times that shit was not okay. I'm like, oh, do I close the pool? What do I do? Do I throw... What do I... So, there was obviously protocols for those types of things. But I tried to find so many excuses to close the pool so I could go back home. So I could go and, you know, not be uncomfortable at this job. When we were doing these jobs, it was important for us to find the good in the bad to help us keep going. Getting paid wasn't enough. Occasionally, when we worked, we were able to bring friends. Or if it started raining, we had the option of closing the pool. <laughs> Funny enough, every time I worked and it started raining, I didn't wait any longer than I needed to. I closed that pool so fast. Okay? So fast. I was out. I figured if I closed it and left, that even if it stopped raining, it didn't matter. And for the most part, it didn't. Only a couple of people complained about it to my father. I mean, it happened a good amount of times, but bingo. 
Now, when it came to cleaning the condos, there was no escape in that. It had to be done. I had to do it if it rained or if it snowed. It didn't matter. They had to be cleaned. These two jobs provided me a basis for every job that I did in the future. They showed me that there's going to be jobs that I don't like. That's not a reason to give up because there's always something good to be found in the bad. I'm not saying to seek these jobs out, but if you find yourself in a job you hate, look for the good in it. Take that job as a learning experience. It doesn't even have to be a quote-unquote job. If you hate cleaning your room or washing the dishes, focus on that. There are lessons to be learned when you do something that you hate. I want to be clear. The reason I say do a job you hate is because I really did hate working at the condos. But it's only because it was hard. See, I hated it because it was difficult for me. And that's a majority of people. They don't like something because it's difficult. It wasn't an easy job for a couple of kids to do. This job really did provide my sister and I value. When I got hired for my first job, which was in, uh, it was in retail, I had to take out the trash every night or vacuum the entire store. Granted, it's not a huge store, but still, no one else wanted to do it. But I've been there before. I've taken out trash. I've vacuumed. I was like, this is easy. I had that confidence for doing a hard job before. So when I got into a new environment that was equally challenging in its own way, I didn't absolutely dread the work. Because in comparison, it wasn't too bad. I only have my previous job to compare it to. But when you do something that is difficult, the more times that you do it, the easier it becomes. Going back to talking about the condos, by the time I was 13, 14, I was cleaning those condos in record times. By that age, we divvied up the work, so one person does the front of the buildings, and one person does the back of the buildings. Now, in the grand scheme of things, I was lucky to have that experience as a child. It not only showed me what happens when you do a job that's hard, it showed me what other people go through. I have so much more respect for janitors and cleaners now. That's also a benefit here. When you do a job that's hard, you learn to respect the people that do that job on a day-to-day basis. When you do a job that's hard, you learn to respect the people that do that job on a day-to-day basis. How many more times do I have to say this? When you do a job that's hard, you learn to respect the people that do that job on a day-to-day basis. Don't underestimate the value that a hard job can bring to you. Now, forget I ever talked about getting rewarded with Taco Bell. Because that turned into an addiction that took a long time to curb. (laughs) But I also don't regret it at all. So, thanks dad. Thanks for showing me that there's value to be found in hard work. Thanks for showing me that my work matters. That I can bring value to someone. That even though something's hard, doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. Thanks for giving me this opportunity to work. It really did provide me and my sister a lot of value. And I think about it often because I was so lucky to have that. But a lot of people don't have that. And if you don't, make a list of things that are hard for you. That you think, "Mm, I don't know if I want to do that. That's out of my comfort zone. Do it. Pursue that thing. Whatever it is. And thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it and want more, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And click that follow button. Social medias are Petrie Richard, that's P-E-T-R-Y, Richard, on Instagram and Twitter. Okay. Peace. I'm looking at my notes that I made a while ago, and for episode four it says, I don't know if what I'm doing is correct slash my purpose. 
but I enjoy it. And it's something worth pursuing. So, we're going to dive into that next week. Again, I made these notes a long time ago. I'm just rolling with it. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll catch you next week.